Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, and welcome back to the Tomahawk Take Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani, and with me is Alan. Hello there. And Fred. Happy postseason, everybody. Yeah, and speaking of postseason, the Braves have advanced past the NLDS, winning their series over the Brewers three games to one, advancing to the NLCS for the second straight season. And for the second straight season, they'll be playing the Los Angeles Dodgers, which we'll be talking about a lot on today's podcast. But before we start previewing that series, I want to just take a quick look back. As I mentioned, the Braves winning the NLDS three games to one. Uh, really good series. I thought it was a really fun, entertaining series. Not a lot of runs scored, a lot of great pitching, some great defense. So I thought it was a really uh, great uh, game to watch. I, I like, like those kind of low-scoring games. Brewers offense just wasn't there, but on the flip side, I thought the Braves pitching was fantastic, and the bullpen was great. you got to tip your hat to them, but Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, Max Freed uh, were all really good, uh, and then they f- found a way to, to piece it together in that game four with Morton starting on short rest. Uh, offense scored just enough runs. You had a, plenty of Jocktober uh, kind of carrying the offense uh, at times uh, with a couple of big home runs and had another hit in that NLDS, but Alan, I'll go to you first. Just your thoughts on the NLDS victory, some key moments for you in that series. Well, I I think that uh, we continue to see the Braves sort of living and dying by the home run to a great extent, and what I'm hoping is that this is the best pitching that we're going to see in the playoffs is that uh, that Milwaukee staff between the starting pitching and the the bullpen pitching I, I think that was an excellent uh, uh, set of guys that were coming after the Braves and despite that despite the fact that uh, we we sometimes had to score only by a, a late homer or something like that they they did prevail so I am expecting a lot of uh, things from the Dodgers in terms of pitching, but I'm I'm also hoping that uh, Milwaukee was probably a little better than than the Dodgers are right now in, in their current situation. So it, we'll get into that a little bit here, but uh, I'm somewhat encouraged because this uh, Braves team managed to win despite not hardly scoring. They held together with pitching. And defense, uh, primarily, I was a little concerned about outfield defense in particular, but 
the the hope that I had for the Braves starting pitching was to keep them out of the outfield, to keep the, the Brewers in the infield, and largely that did happen. So I think that this bodes well, and it, it certainly should uh, give them a shot in the arm for starting up this things this weekend. And certainly they got some rest, and that's not a bad thing either this time of year. Yeah, a lot of something I had to keep reminding. I, I do another podcast for the Brewers, so I was very busy this past week. And the, a lot of things that a lot, something I had to keep reminding Brewers fans is that uh, this Braves staff was very underrated, and I think a lot of people were underrating this Atlanta Braves staff going into that series. And you saw how good they were. And I'll say the same thing to Braves fans: that Brewers staff is very—they're not underrated, but they're very good. A lot of, a lot of people knew that, so. You know, don't get discouraged by the fact they didn't score a lot of runs in that series. Nobody was scoring a lot of runs off of Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta. I mean, if you hadn't already before the series, go check out their stats. They all were really good. I know Woodruff and Burns will at least finish, you know, top five, top six in the NL Cy Young voting. Peralta, you know, could be up in there as well. Probably doesn't have enough innings, but I mean, he was outstanding this year. Josh Hader, best closer in the game. So, I mean, that is, like Alan said, I think that's the best overall pitching staff the Braves will face. Now, the Dodgers are pretty good as well. And like I said, we'll get into that. But, uh, Fred, I mean, I was, uh, I had the Brewers in four. I thought the depth of their starting pitching would get it done. Uh, Craig Council helped us out a little bit there by not letting, uh, Freddie Peralta go past the fourth inning. But your thoughts on that NLDS series win? Well, I mean, Council explained that. And he didn't, he said it without saying it. He said, well, I saw a path to the lead and the ninth inning, and he felt that if he could get ahead, his bullpen could hold it. And if they ever give Craig Council a lineup that can actually score runs, uh, the Brewers are going to be really dangerous. But they, you know, they've got Yelich and he broke, and Lokeen ran into the wall uh, in that first game, and his arm was just barely hanging on. Garcia, Avi Garcia, didn't hit. Uh, Rowdy Tellez, when Rowdy Tellez is your best hitter, uh, in the series, that <laughs> says something. The rest of the team, the fans in, in Milwaukee, they deserve better than that. They, they deserve better than that. I mean, Wong's good and the, and Manny Pena and their catchers, catchers are fine. But gee whiz, guys, uh, I mean, really, give him somebody who can actually Take up the power part of the lineup a little bit because I think I'm not sure, but I think Yelich's back is really bad. Watching him that last strike when Smith took him out, Smith should never do that to him. I mean, Smith just isn't that good, and and Yelich just looked the whole game like he was fighting it. So I feel sorry for Craig Council, but he told you why he took Peralta out. He thought if I can get a run on the board, I can win this game, and and we stopped him, and that's you know. That's how it worked. We, they scored two or we scored two at blah, blah, blah. And, and things like that. What impressed me was the middle, middle relief guys for us. And, and Smith actually looked like he knew what he was doing on the bump, which is good. Happy, happy thoughts. I, I'm not sure he does that against the lineup who hits better, but I, I was happy for that because it didn't put us in any high stress situations. Adam Duvall was absent. The whole thing. I mean, <laughs> I just think I, that wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. I know he, he's got a better numbers than that, but I just, I just don't, you know, he only got, he, he, he had four hits, but none of them were, did anything. Uh, I, I just think the Braves were lucky to get through that pitching staff and the reason they got through it and, and did it 
the way they did it was that the, the Brewers couldn't put a runs on the board. And that's not Council's fault. And, and I understand why he took uh, Peralta out. Um, it's It was a roll of dice, and, and it came up snake eyes for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with the call at all. Um, and it took two great plays, or not really two great plays, one really great play by Dansby Swanson and then just one unfortunate play uh, when Colton Wong stung the ball that went right at Freddie Freeman. Both those balls hit 101 miles per hour. So, I mean, and we'll get into this when we talk about the Dodger series too, but sometimes in the postseason you just need things like that to go your way. Uh, and things went the way of the Braves in that series a lot of times, and that's why they came out on top. But, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with the decision to take Peralta out. They needed to score runs. Council knew they were struggling, and, you know, they had the bullpen to piece things together. But it definitely did light a spark under the Braves. They come back the next inning and get those three runs. That's quite obviously the turning, I don't want to say turning point, but definitely, uh, you know, changed that series or spun it in the Braves' favor, you could say. But, uh, I mean, it really – like I said, a really tight series, a really good series. Glad the Braves were able to come out on top. So now they move on to the NLCS where they will be facing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Recording this on Friday night because we were waiting to see who won that game. And they played a, an epic game against the Giants in the Game 5. That was a really fun game to watch. Unfortunately, end on a bad uh, check swing call. But the Dodgers do prevail 2-1. to one, And we will get a rematch of last year's NLCS, and uh, I think this this I think this matchup's a lot closer than probably you're going to see a lot of people say. I mean, obviously the Dodgers are favored and probably should be, but you look at the series between these two teams during the season, Allen, and it's really close. I know the Braves got swept in LA in late August, early September, but uh, two of those games were one-run losses. The other one was a two-run loss. Uh, you even go back to their games early in the year. The Braves won the series in Atlanta. Those were close games as well. So I think these two teams are a lot more evenly matched than people are probably thinking. Yeah, and the, there's been several changes to the Braves uh, roster. and Well, actually both rosters, to be honest about it. But uh, since that first series at Atlanta, so I'm not sure how relevant that's going to necessarily end up being. But, uh, uh, yeah, I I think that what we've, we're seeing here is a, uh, a bunch of players who know each other, know each other's game fairly well, have been in this situation, and uh, there's going to be a, a battle going on here. I like the, the line that Ron Washington used is that uh, you don't have to necessarily come into this series thinking that you're the better team, but you just want to be better on a particular day. And that that's what the Braves mentality has to be, is that they have to be the best on that on a, on game day, and then they go to the next day and keep going with that mentality, is that uh, they just have to beat them one, to, one at a time. And I, I think this Braves team is certainly capable of doing that. The the trick is going to be taking care of your matchups and, and doing the, all your fundamentals well. And unfortunately, that includes base running, which we've had some uh, issues with, I think, in the last few games. That that needs to be tightened up uh, considerably. And if if Atlanta can do that and not give away outs, whether it's on offense, on the base pass, or defense in in the field, then then I think it's going to be uh, like like you suggest a little tighter than anybody seems to expect right now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a good series. I mean, obviously being optimistic from a Braves standpoint, but uh, I mean, I think these two teams do match up pretty well. They're not completely different from last year, but 
the Braves do have Jock Peterson now, so that's good. And, you know, we're watching this Red Sox-Astros game as Kiki Hernandez goes deep. He had a memorable home run in Game 7 of the NLCS last year, so he won't be there. But, uh, Fred, I mean, still a lot of similarities between these two teams. I think probably the biggest difference for the Braves is having Charlie Morton, um, but also not having Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, the Dodgers are without Max Muncy and Clayton Kershaw, so some big key losses on both sides here. But your thoughts on the matchup? Well, I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers are hurting, and uh, the reason the Dodgers are where they are is that they're deeper than everybody else in the world, and even they were struggling at times. I mean, uh, they signed Cole Hamels, you, you know that they they lost Bauer. Uh, Kershaw's out. Muncie is now out. Bellinger hasn't been able to hit, but I, that bat against the Giants may have woken Cody up. He hasn't been hitting fastballs. I don't want to throw him sliders all the way, but he, he hadn't been hitting fastballs. I threw him enough sliders. He finally timed one. But the guy that, that the Braves have to contain is Mookie Betts. Uh, because Mookie was, had four hits that last game. He's, he's warmed up. Uh, Trey Turner comes to Atlanta and has, I think he has a deed to half of the city. But again, we have pitchers who can do that. Uh, Morton can control him. Anderson can control him. Max can control him. It's just a, the teams are really closely matched because they've had a lot of injuries and haven't filled them in and filled in with them. And we've had a lot of injuries and or losses and, and, uh, Anthopolis has filled those gaps pretty well. And our bullpen is looking solid at, right now. Uh, I I just think it's going. As you said, I think it's going to be closer than uh, than, it, than everybody thinks it's going to be. Uh, Freddie's started to hit. We need Ozzy to hit, and we need Duvall to hit with people on base. He got four hits in the DS, but uh, aside from getting the bases confused, he didn't do anything with runners on, and we didn't get much out of. Uh, we got the home run from Austin. I just think we've got to we've got to hit. The players we depend upon to hit have got a hit, including Aussie. I'm not, you know, Aussie didn't do much until that very last game. I just think the players have got a hit to do it. And we can beat Bueller, and Urias can be beaten too. And uh, uh, Max, we've handled backs before, so I, I think you know we've got a good as good a chance as anybody in here uh, of doing this, particularly with the home field advantage. Yeah, and that is that is big having that home field advantage, and it's also big because Julio. Um, Arias and Max Scherzer both had to pitch in game five of that series. So you would think, Alan, that they wouldn't be available for those first two games of the series. Who knows? You know, Max Scherzer didn't throw a ton. He could likely come back. But, um, and, and like Fred said, you know, we, we face Scherzer a lot, very comfortable with him. The pitcher that scares me the most is, uh, Julio Arias because what he did to us in the postseason last year, I mean, we just couldn't touch him. So he's probably the pitcher that, that I'm most scared of in that in that rotation, but it does seem, you know, the Braves have a little bit of advantage out of the gate here because the the Dodgers did have to uh, play that game five and the Braves are a little bit more set up going into the series, at least starting pitching wise. Yeah. A couple of thoughts on that. Number one is I hope that uh, what our, whatever our advanced scouts are looking at was we're paying very close attention to what Logan Webb did to this Dodger lineup because he pretty much shut them down twice. Bellinger even, uh, underscored that with some fairly colorful language. The ultimate thing, though, is what are we going to uh, face or what are we going to be able to do against their rotation, though? 
Bueller and Scherzer, I don't know who's going to do game one, who's going to do game two. I think Scherzer's going to be lobbying for game one. He's going to be amped up as he usually is. I'm hoping that works against it, against him because he tends to sometimes get a little bit too hyped and can uh, give away some early runs as is his history. And, and certainly that would be the case in a, in a playoff game situation. So. If he turns out to be the game one starter, then I'd watch very closely innings one and two or so. Uh, beyond that, we've seen him a lot. We've seen him a lot and beaten him a lot. Now, granted, it's not like we're beating him five to nothing or anything like that. It's it's more like uh, getting scratching a run together and then holding his team down while we work up his pitch count and get him out of the game. I think the Braves need to do that. The pitch, the starting pitching, and I'm I'm going to ignore the uh, openers that were used on Game Five for the Dodgers, but the starting pitching has not really gone that deep as it turns out. Yeah, Bueller got into the seventh inning of the first game. Urias only five innings of the next game. Scherzer did seven. He was the one that did the best. Uh, Urias did another four inning stint. That was on the on the Game Five scenario. Scherzer did one. To back him up, but Bueller only got in, barely got into the fifth uh, inning on their game four. So right now, it looks like Bueller's probably the one that's most rested. But uh, I like I say, I think Scherz is going to be lobbying for for that first spot, and that will bring back Bueller uh, fairly well rested. We're going to need to get these guys run up on pitch counts for sure. And see if we can get them out of the gaming and, and start working on their middle, middle relief. Cause I don't think that the Dodgers trust anybody else other than those three starters, which means that they gotta, uh, piece things together if things don't go well and if they, if they don't go deep into the games. And it would be a war of attrition then, but uh, at the same time we're, uh, that would ex- tend to extend the series and and help the Braves in the long term. So it, it may not be that the Braves uh, win a lot early, but uh, they could win a lot late if they continue to get these guys out of the game early. So uh, let, let's watch for that and see how it goes. Meanwhile, yeah, I think uh, Morton and uh, Freed and Anderson line up real well that way. Uh, I would expect to see Anderson as a game two starter. I don't know that I want him to uh come in to Dodger Stadium as as a starter there but uh that that sounds tailor made for Charlie Morton so I think that all those guys have the ability to shut down this uh Dodger lineup to a great extent it's going to be difficult to shut them down completely but uh at the same time if you can uh hold them down to maybe two or three runs I think that the Braves offense has uh three or four runs in them for for each of these guys so let, let's see how that works and and go from there yeah and I think Bueller went on three days rest he came back in game four because like you said I don't think they really trust anybody outside of those top three uh they do have some some pretty solid uh, bullpen arms you got Corey uh Knable, Blake Trinan uh, Kenley Jansen, but at the same time, they used Max Scherzer to come in and close out game five of that series. So, yeah. uh, you know, kind of tells you the trust level with some of those guys there as well, but also part of that, they used a couple of those pitchers as openers, Bruce Star Gratterall well, and, and, uh, Blake Trinan. So yeah, go ahead, Fred. Well, that, they, they used Jansen in the eighth inning. Here, here's, I said this on the night of the game, of course, sitting here at the house talking to the dog and, and the wife about it, but when, when the, when the, Dodgers put men on in the top of the eighth. I said, if if 
the Giants can get out of this without scoring and score a run in the bottom half, game's over. And that's what that's exactly what Dave Roberts was thinking when he brought his closure in for the eighth inning. Because he said, I, I've got to stop them now because we didn't, we had that opportunity. We didn't push the button. We didn't go. And he, he had Jansen up in case there was, in case that they, they got a run, he wanted to shut it down. And in, even more so when they didn't get a run, he wanted to make sure that, that the, or that the Giants didn't score in their half so that he could get the top of his order up against, uh, whoever was on the mound for, for the Giants in the, in the ninth inning. And it worked for him. That's why he used Jansen and Scherzer pitch, but that was Scherzer's throw day, and he threw one inning and what twelve pitches. I, I don't think I think Scherzer starts. I, yeah. I think I don't think it's a question. I think Scherzer starts game one and Bueller two, and I don't understand the Dodgers. I looked at the numbers for Urias against right-handed batters. Right-handed batters are hitting two twenty-two. With a 600 OPS against him this year, they had oh what uh, 17 or 18 hits. They they are just he's killing right-handed batters. What they were thinking, I have no idea. Backfired on them because Knievel gave up a couple of really long outs in the first inning, and that's why they brought in Gratterall in the second inning. But Max hasn't been really good in September, you know. He was good right off the bat. Then in September, he, he struggled. He lost the game. He hadn't gone more than five innings, I don't think, in September. Uh, and uh, I and they're gonna they're gonna snatch him early like the Dodgers do because that's what their front office says at this point. Get him out of the game. They're gonna do that if we put pressure on them and we're gonna get to that metal relief. We're gonna get to the Bickfords and the VCs and and those guys that are in the middle of that bullpen. There's there's runs to be had there if we can just just keep our heads amongst us and get get him before Trinan gets in the game. Man, he's he's you know he's thrown that slider. He's had swings on that slider two hundred and eight fifty eight times this year, and and they the batters are hitting zero point five seven against him. Zero five seven four hits in two hundred and fifty eight swings of the bat. That's that's really nasty. So you, you, if Trinan and and Jansen looks like he's back to form, <clears throat> and got to get him in those middle innings because I think if they get to the eighth and ninth inning ahead, I, I think it's over at that point. Yeah, and looking at it from the Braves' side of things, it's you know how many innings can they get out of their starters? I think they have to get at least six from. Morton and Freed, and at least five from Anderson, you know, kind of what they did in the NLDS, trying to avoid that bullpen as much as possible. I know the bullpen numbers. I know how good they were in the NLDS, but you also have to remember this is not a Brewers lineup. And you go back to that last series in L.A., I know at least two of those losses came late in the game against the Braves' bullpen. So avoiding the Braves' bullpen, uh, you know, at all costs has kind of been the the theme of the season for me at least but I think especially in this series you got to hope that you get some some deep starts from your starters and avoid that bullpen Alan yeah I agree completely because right now you see guys like Trey Turner and Mookie Betts that are just going to kill good pitching even and if you get mediocre pitching they're going to kill it even harder 
that's also the case with a lot of their lineup. They're going to miss Max Muncy. That's the one, I guess, silver lining for the Braves, uh, is that, uh, their lineup maybe isn't going to be quite as long as before, but hey, instead of him, they're going to put in guys like Bellinger, uh, to, <laughs> who used to have an MVP trophy. So yeah, if, if he continues to do what he did in the, uh, prior series, then, then they're going to be all right as far as that goes. So, you, you look up and down their lineup and you think, wow, it's an all-star lineup. And, and there's no doubt about that. It is. Uh, so you can't get away with mediocre stuff. And we were talking about, uh, Adam Duvall not doing much in the NLDS. Well, that's because he hits mistakes really hard and he didn't get any mistakes hit, uh, thrown to him really. And uh, even though he's, he's an RBI hunter, led the National League in RBIs. Uh, a lot of that came because of pitching that was, you know, less than stellar. So we're to that time of the year where you're going to see a lot of that kind of uh, excellent pitching. So uh, you, you're going to have to get, have these guys work counts, uh, avoid strikeouts, spoil pitches, and get a lot of things going that they may not necessarily be used to doing, but they were doing it well against Milwaukee. So it, it, it's a matter of their pitching against our pitching and, the Braves' strength is certainly in that starting rotation. It's not in the bullpen. The Dodgers' uh, strengths are, well, it, it's all over. All over. Really. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's no avoiding it. So you're going to have to take advantage of what you have in front of you when you get it. If you get guys on, you have to move them over. If you get guys in scoring position, you're going to have to get them in somehow, some way. And that's something that the this Braves team has been uh, reluctant to do at times, it seems. They've, they've been going for the long ball a lot, and I think they're going to have to set their sights uh in front of the fences a little bit uh here but uh yeah your your original point was do we avoid the bullpen at all costs absolutely because we're going to need them we're going to have close games we're going to need them maybe later maybe even extra innings so it, it's going to be very important for the starting three to get six seven innings at least if that's at all possible if not then it's going to be a short series yeah, I definitely agree with that. But flipping it to the offensive side of things, Fred, I'm talking about it beforehand, you know, and Alan mentioned some of that players that need to step up in this series. You know, I thought Freddie Freeman was really good in the, in the NLDS, didn't have a ton of hits, obviously had the big hit to win game four. But to me, it was pretty clear the Brewers pitching staff didn't really want him to beat them, especially early in games. I mean, I think he had four or five walks in the series for me the key is Ozzy Albies he's got to step up in that situation has some big hits I thought Austin Austin Riley hit fine you know he had some of those at bats where he just looks lost but also you know he had some really big hits in this series as well Jorge Soler not being atop the lineup is gonna gonna hurt you know again he didn't have a ton of hits in that series either but I thought having him and Freddie at the top of that order really working counts you know that paid dividends down the road for guys uh, further down in the order but yeah, guys like Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario, you know, Travis Darno, he came on late in the series. You know, Swanson's probably, I guess, gonna keep leading off. I don't really love that, but you don't really have anybody else to put there. But uh Fred, your thoughts on the offense, who needs to step up in this series? Well, uh the Snip said that, that basically it he's gonna leave Dansby in the leadoff spot. Uh, Ozzie for me has got to has got to get get his act together. Uh 
And I, I say that, and you, you guys know what I think of Ozzie. But boy, he was, for me, he was a terrible disappointment in that, in that Brewer series. Not as bad as Duvall. I, I know everybody loves Adam Duvall, but Alan said earlier, Duvall's a mistake hitter. And when you have pitchers who don't make mistakes, Duvall's not going to, I mean, two of his hits probably went 30 feet beyond the infield. <laughs> so he didn't really crush anything. Well, maybe one of them, but he didn't really, he wasn't really hitting loud outs. Uh, and, you know, if he was hitting loud outs, I'd say, well, yeah, great. But his whole thing, his whole career has been killing left-handers and trying to stay uh, stay important against right-handers. And this year he's not hitting left-handers at all. And in the postseason, these right-handers are better than him. So I expect Jock to have a big series because that's what Jock does. I, I, I love the guy. I think he, he's so important to this team. Uh, but this is his time and he's going to be facing his old team and he wants to show them, I'm sure, that he should still be on that roster. And, and they do miss him. They do miss that left-handed bat. So I want, I think Josh's going to have a good series. I'm not sure that I believe Duvall's going to have a good series because the, the Dodgers starters are pretty good against him. Also, I want more out of Riley than one RBI and, and a one home run. He came up in situations with men on base, and they slidered him out of the ballpark. And I, I the same thing happens to uh, uh, happened to him before, and he got it right. So I hope he went back and did what he said he did when they were interviewed him on MLB. So well, I go back to the beginning, and I think up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. And if he does that, then he'll be fine. But we need Riley and we need Ozzy because we don't know what we're going to get anywhere else in the lineup. Uh, and the, the Dodger pitching is really good. They're not going to make mistakes. Our defense can't make any mistakes either. We can't have Eddie Rosario dropping a ball in left field because he blinks. Uh, we just can't have that happening. I don't think Darno is going to hit this series because I think Darno's lost at the plate. He hasn't hit well since he's been back. But I just... If he, I want him to catch because if he catches and he holds the rotation together, he's earned his spot in the lineup. And if he happens to, his, the pitcher happens to hit his bat with a ball and it drives it a run, amen to that. But I, I really think it's on the, on the big guns here. It's Freddie and Ozzy uh, and Austin Riley and the, the outfield, outfield guns to do this because, uh, if if they don't do it, we're we're really up a creek. If if Riley doesn't hit with runners in scoring position, if Duvall doesn't hit with runners in scoring position, who's going to drive the runs in? I don't know who. Yeah, and that's the big thing for me. We can kind of get into talking about you know what the Braves need to do to win this series, but for me, it's doing the little things, the things they didn't do in the Brewers series. Which again, I have to give the caveat: the Brewers pitching is really good, the best pitching staff in all of baseball. Dodgers isn't bad either, but. You got to do the little things. You got to score with runners on third and less than two outs. You got to take advantage when the other team makes mistakes. And on the flip side, the Braves have to play clean baseball, which they did for the most part uh, in that Brewers series. Defense, I thought, was really good, you know, other than yeah, Rosario and left field. I mean, the outfield is going to be a, a problem. You're just going to have to hope that doesn't become a, much of a factor. I do like that Pache is on the roster now and that you can have him as a defensive replacement late if they do 
or hopefully they have some leads in this series. But I do like that, you know, for however long he's going to be on there. Um, but I am worried about the outfield defense. You know, you got to play clean. You got to play your best brand of baseball. I and mean, we saw last year, I mean, we had them down 3-1 and, and they win three games in a row, uh, on you. So, I mean, you have to be, on your best game, you you got to take advantage when they slip up, and you can't have many slip ups on your side. Or if you do slip up, you got to make sure that the guy you know picks you up. Somebody else on the team picks you up, and that's just gonna you know if the Braves are gonna win this series, that's basically what it's gonna come down to. Who does the little things better? Like I said, I think these teams are more evenly matched than a lot of the the experts out there probably think. So I think it's gonna come down to who does the little things well, who scores. You know, with runners in scoring position, who gets the runner in from third base, you know, all the little things like that, I think is going to be really key in this series, Alan. Yeah, and the Dodgers already do that. And that's a, an unfortunate part of the fact that they've got a very long, experienced lineup that's uh, been there, done that, and they know exactly how, how their game goes. It, it, it's, it's a game of power. It's a game of fundamentals. It's a game of, uh, base running. And it's, it's very hard to find cheeks in that armor. Um, you know, we talked about the fact that, uh, in the Milwaukee series, our pitching was able to contain them in the infield largely and, and our infield defense is superior. I don't know that we're going to be able to do that, uh, against this Dodger lineup because I think they're going to be able to drive the ball a bit better and, and, and frankly, they, they're better hitters, period. Um, but at the same time, that's what's going to have to happen. We, we saw that, uh, uh, you know, I mentioned Logan Webb. He, he was a pitcher who was able to shut down the Dodgers. So it can be done. And, uh, while this, uh, Dodger team does hunt fastballs a lot, I think that, uh, it, it's a fair matchup to have, uh, curveball and changeup specialists coming after them day after day here. So in, in what we've got in terms of our arsenal, uh, I, I think it does match up well. Uh, but we're going to have to just do all the right things here. Uh, again, we can't give away outs on the base pass. That, that's something that uh, we did multiple times in the Milwaukee series that uh, could have really just added the ball, but yeah. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes down to it, I can make an argument that Adam Duvall shouldn't be a, a starting guy here. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it that way. Uh, for all the reasons we've been talking about, the problem is we need him in the lineup for, for just covering the outfield because other than Pache, who can't hit a, a lick, he's the only guy that we've got that can uh, do any semblance of covering center field. Um, Solaire being out, uh, and I, we don't know what his status is. We don't know how long he's going to be out. It could be anywhere from two games to the entire series. But um, having him out uh, does limit the choices out there. And it, it essentially means that Adam Duvall has to play. Uh, has to play somewhere. Uh, you know, whether you want to put him in center or Jock in center, or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know how they intend to put that, uh, together. My suspicion is they'll put, uh, Peterson in, in right field where he's used to in, in Dodger Stadium as well. So, um, it's going to be Rosario and and Duvall and and Peterson out there because you've got no other choices really until the late innings. You're not going to use Heredia. You're not going to use Pache in, in that uh, role. So 
we're already behind a little bit there uh, just in in terms of our outfield so these guys can't make mistakes they're going to have to uh, hustle and get the ball in and hit cutoff guys cuz uh like we do like the Braves do uh, base running is something that the Dodgers are very good at uh they will take first to third and they'll they'll challenge you on the base paths and they've got speed and if you got guys like Betts and Turner running amok, of course, then uh, uh, you definitely need to be on your game. So, yeah, everything we continue to, to go through here uh, points out that uh, the Braves can't make mistakes, and that's going to be a theme that's uh, going to be repeated a lot, I think, in the next week. Yeah, and and we're talking through that, and I, you know, the more I think about it, I'm hoping that doesn't make this Braves team press because they probably know that as well. You know, I still think. The Braves play their game. I think they got a chance to win this series. It's when you try to go outside of it, you know, do what Adam Duvall did and, and read a blooper and try to score from second or tag up from first to, to go to second when you really don't need to. You know, it's plays like that that can lose you the series where if you just stand pat, play your game, Fred, I think this team can can win. I think they can beat the Dodgers. Well, I, I think they can, too, it, if they do remember who they are. I mean, I know that sounds corny in some way. You gotta know who you are and what you can do. And you can't go up there trying to unbutton the top button and take uh, Walker Bueller out of the game the first, every pitch the first time, Ozzy. And you, you can't, you can't just swing hard and hope. Put the bat on the ball. You've gotta, you've got to do the things that they've done over the year. Uh, from time to time, they did it against the Phillies. They did it a little bit against the Brewers earlier in the season. They've done it. We just have to have to play that way. I the outfield bothers me a little bit, but I know we're going to have the uh, Jock and Doobie and and Rosario out there. I'm not adverse to seeing Pache play because, particularly in Dodger Stadium at Big Ballpark, I know he's not hit a lick yet. But hey, uh, he might he might surprise somebody. And the other thing I got to do is I got to have Husker, you know, out of the bullpen. I I don't even want him on the roster. I don't. I he's unreliable. He doesn't throw strikes. And when he does, it's they lay out on him the meat of the plate. Since he's come back, he's been no good. I I don't know who you bring up. Do you bring Strider up? Do you, you bring Mueller up? I don't know who you bring up, but I don't want Yanoa to face the Dodgers at all because I think if Yanoa enters the game, uh, we're already we're probably already done at that point because he's just not dependable anymore. And I and maybe that'll pick and fix over the season, but he's been bad enough that I think I stay completely away from him. Uh, I'd rather trust a kid than I would would him because I just don't trust him anymore since he's come back. I you know that that's maybe harsh, but that's where I think it's at. Yeah, and I, I think most Braves fans would probably agree with that, but unfortunately I think I saw somebody ask Snicker about what they would do in game four, and he said, you know, it might most likely be a bullpen game, but we do have two starters out there talking about Enoa and Smiley, so I think both of those guys will still be on the roster and we'll likely see them in a game four. Um, I don't know. I mean, Smiley didn't pitch at all in the NLDS, which was surprising to me, or not, I guess not really surprising, but in that game – Four that they went to Enoa over Smiley with lefties coming up. That tells me, first of all, that was a bad decision. But second of all, he has just no 
no trust in Smiley coming out, which I understand. I don't really either. Well, the but, Dodgers don't have any lefties to, to run. The, I mean, you got Bellinger, but Bellinger's going to kill Smiley. Yeah. I, I I just don't see what Smiley does for you in the bullpen. He He's a lefty. You bring him in to pitch against lefties, and, and they're, they're right, their lineup is mostly right-handed. I don't, you know, I don't know what Smiley does for you. I don't. Uh, he and you know could go run a boat and and tour the tour the harbor in L.A. if they want. I I just don't want them anywhere near the mound. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely agree with that. But unfortunately, they're gonna have to do something in the game four. I don't really know what you do. Maybe you do Mentor like they did last year. That worked out really well, and Mentor was really good uh, in game four. I was uh, you know, a little surprised he took him out when he did with how well he was pitching. Struck out three or four batters. So got to figure that out, but. It's going to be interesting to see what Snicker does there, but I think again the key for me is I think the I think the Braves can pitch in this series. I think they can hold the Dodgers down. You know whatever it means to hold the Dodgers down for me, it's the offense. You know can they score without hitting home runs? And you know I know Fred talked about they've done it at point at times this year, but uh, I have worries about them doing it against really good pitching. Um, and you know, that is what the Giants tried to do. And the Giants, I mean, took them to a game five. It worked for them, but that's the same formula for the Giants is pitching and hitting home runs. Um, so I mean, it can be done to, to beat the Dodgers. It's just, uh, I, I worry, it, I worry about the, their capability to be able to do that for, you know, four games in this series and win that way. At some point, they're going to have to manufacture some runs. They're going to have to hit with runners in scoring position, you know, do the small things offensively to be able to keep up with the Dodgers. Were you going to say something there, Fred? I mean to cut you off. No, no, it's, I was just agreeing with you. Is all okay? Hey, look at that. We're agreeing there, Fred. I like that. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll we'll turn it over to some predictions now. Uh, uh, who wants to go first here? You want to pick him, Alan? You got Not really. <laughs> I I mean, boy, this is this is hard because I the the logic in me wants to say Dodgers in six and that it's going to be a struggle for the Braves to bring it back to Atlanta even after they have three games on the West Coast. The the touchy-feely side of me wants to say, but the Braves feel like they're coming into this feeling like they have something to prove. They were within one game of the World Series last year. They know they could go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers then and they they think they're just as strong now, particularly on the pitching side. They're actually a little better off, I think, than they were last year. So uh, I mean, they're going to think that they can do something. So I think these first two games are going to be key. If the Braves can win them both, then I I think that'll be a, enough of a uh, kick in the side of the Dodgers to make them realize, wait a minute, uh, they're not just going to roll over Atlanta and, and sweep into the World Series easily. Then the, at that point, they would know that they have a fight on their hands. So if the Braves can do that, then I think it'll go seven games, and I would probably still have to lean towards the Dodgers just because of what they've got and the fact that uh, every, everything we talk about uh, – is contingent on the Braves doing something that they're not accustomed to doing, which is not making mistakes, or the or the Dodgers doing something they're not accustomed to doing, which is making mistakes. So I, I think that's going to ultimately mean a, a seven, six or seven game Dodger win. I'm hoping to at least get to a seventh game, and then we see how it goes. But um, 
that that's my fear right now. Uh, yeah. I, I desperately want the Braves to win this thing, but uh, uh, like I say, I, I think logic and reason is is taking me the other direction. Yeah, Fred, what are what are your thoughts on how the series will go? I I think it'll I think I think it has to get seven games for the Braves to win it. I I don't think there's any way we sneak out of here, grab two in Atlanta, and sneak out one out there, and then come back and win win game six back in Atlanta. I I think we I think this get this series is going to go seven games if the Braves are going to win it. If we get to a seventh game, I think the Braves have as good a chance in the game seven as the Dodgers because I would think it was better. I'll tell you this way: if 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 Acuna was playing playing in Game Seven, I'd bet on the Braves. I'd bet money on the Braves again. Without him, we need somebody to light a fire, and that's Ozzy. And if Ozzy plays well, if he remembers who he is and what he can do, then we can do this in seven. But if but it's got to go seven for the Braves to win. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. As far as Ozzy, you know, being the key and the Braves needing a spark, um, you know, somebody else has to get it done. I mean, like I said, I think I think the Brewers just didn't want to let Freddie beat them. In the end, they did, or he did. Um, but I, I just don't think they were too concerned about anybody else in that lineup. And to me, that points to Ozzy. He's got to step up. He's got to make those pitchers scared of him and and, and Riley too. Um, but those two guys, and I know you already mentioned it a lot, Fred. I think that is the key of the Braves are going to win those series. Those guys have to get going and, and light a spark. I mean, especially not having Solera top the order, you know, to get on base, to have that power threat right off the bat. Somebody else in the middle of the order has really got to get going. I do. I, I think if the Braves win the first two games in Atlanta, I think they win this series. I don't think that will happen, but I, I think they have a good chance of doing that because I think the Dodgers are coming off, you know, an emotional series. You know, if Scherzer does pitch game one, which I agree with y'all, I think he probably will. But, I mean, that's, you know, him coming back, again, not really on short rest because, like Fred said, I mean, that was pretty much just a bullpen day for him, but that was quite an intense bullpen day. Um, you know, I got to think maybe there's a little fatigue there, maybe him coming out a little too you know, amped up. So I think the Braves have a chance at those first two games in Atlanta. And if they win those first two, I feel really good about them winning the series, which is crazy <laughs> to say. I mean, in most most series, when a team goes up 2-0, you should feel really good about them winning. But that's just how good this Dodgers team is. And we've seen it, you know, we saw it last year, being up 3-1. Um, this Dodgers team is never out of it. But they win those first two. I think the Braves win it. I don't think that happens. I think they split the first two. And then I think the Braves win one more in L.A., and then I think the Dodgers win it back in Atlanta in Game 6. So uh, that's what I'll stick with. Um, it, it's kind of like, for me and this this Braves-Dodgers, it's not really a rivalry, but, you know, the Dodgers are the final hump, you know, for the Braves to kind of break through, kind of how like, like the Pistons were for the Bulls back in the day. You know, they got to get over this hump when in order that they're going to break through. I hope they can do that this year but for me it's kind of like until i see it it's going to be hard for me to think it or even believe that it can happen but i do think this team you know can beat the dodgers but i think if you just look at things kind of like alan said logically on paper i mean you can understand why a lot of people will pick the dodgers in this series they're just so deep you know in the lineup so deep in the pitching and in the in the bullpen uh i do actually think the, the pitching matches up pretty well uh, obviously i think they're a little better in the bullpen, 
Um, but I think starting pitching wise, they match up, you know, fairly well. I do think the lineup is where it makes the difference. The Dodgers just have more hitters that are going to come through in those clutch situations, put the ball in play, drive in a runner with runners in scoring position. They're going to get that runner in from third base. So they just, I've seen them do the little things well that I just haven't seen the Braves offense do consistently enough to feel as comfortable with them going into this series. Uh, before we wrap it up, I will turn it back over to you, Fred. Do you have any other final thoughts on this series? Anything else you want to mention? Well, I will say this. Solar can be back for game six. Uh, Ten days is is probably the maximum time he's out, provided he continues to taste, test negative. He could be back for game six, uh, and he could make a bit, he could make a difference returning. I don't hold that out as a hope uh, that he's going to come back cold and all of a sudden be able to hit again. But he's not absolutely out of this, and when he comes back, there's no requirement for us, for the Braves, to ask permission. He can come back because he's on the COVID list. So he can come back, and they can send Pache down, and everything is fine because the roster is back where it was when it started, and this is a special occurrence. So if Solaire returns and hits, that changes the projection down the line. But uh, this reminds me, I'm old. I remember the Dodgers going to the Yankees every year in the World Series and losing because the Yankees had every great player in the American League on their team. And the Dodgers were great, too, but they weren't great in depth. The Dodgers here, the L.A. Dodgers, lost Max Muncy. They plugged Cody Bellinger, the former MVP, in at first base. If we lost Freddie, we'd move Riley to first, and Adrianza would play third base. That's the difference between the way the teams are set up. If the teams stay healthy and pitch, then this is a dogfight all the way to the end, uh, provided they don't do stupid things on the basis of them. But if they if they don't stay healthy or they don't pitch, uh, then the, the Dodgers are going to roll because they're so deep and so strong. Yep. Uh, Alan, I'll give you a chance to aid yourself here, too, if you want. <laughs> well, I I usually do that in any case. Now, I just keep coming back to this thought that the the Braves should be half, uh, not satisfied with uh, what they've done in just winning the NLDS. But at the same time, when you look back on the season, they 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 should be because this has been a patched up together roster uh, ever since Ronald Cooney went down, really even before that because of losing Soroka or at least even the chance to to get Mike Soroka into the rotation. Uh, So, you know, things have been going badly uh, all the way along with injuries. The fact that the the team has finished very strong with uh, all the outfield acquisitions and the pitching staff uh, coming around like gangbusters in August and September. That's a great thing to th- and and a great finish that the, the Braves have had. If it ends here, so be it. Uh, that, but uh, I, I'm I'm proud of this team and I want to I still want to see them have a additional success. But uh, like uh, Fred is suggesting with uh, little, not not so much holes in the roster, but not as deep a roster as, as the Dodgers, that's where I think the difference is going to be felt is, is in the fact that uh, when we put in replacements, they're not the same kind of quality replacements that they have. So uh, maybe next offseason uh, those kinds of things are solved. I, I dearly hope so. 
But uh, right now that feels like the kind of difference that we're seeing between these two teams and, and what may ultimately decide who wins this series. Yeah, I like what you talked about there with the Braves not being satisfied because, again, you look at where the season has gone, and you know they, they are one of the last four teams in baseball. I mean, to yeah. say that back in June, I mean, I would have thought you were crazy with how bad this team was playing. And here we are, they're in the NLCS again. So, I mean, that's a major credit to this team, uh, to the front office who, you know, went out and made some deals that, that they didn't make. They're not here. I mean, that's, you know, you can't argue that. So it, it is great where they are. And like you said, if this is where it ends, you know, I, I get it. I, I don't think I would be upset as long as, you know, we're, we just get beat and we don't beat ourselves. But I think from the Braves standpoint, the team player, player standpoint, I, I don't think they're thinking that way. I mean, you can see the the fight, the hunger in Freddie Freeman's, you know, determination in his eyes. I mean, even when he wasn't getting hits in that Brewer series, he was locked into every at bat, you know, again, taking those walks, taking really close pitches against really good pitchers. I mean, he is locked in. He wants this. Charlie Morton wants this. So, I mean, those two guys, you know, leading the lineup, leading the rotation. I feel really confident with those two, you know, keeping this team focused, letting them know the job's not done. So I think they're very hungry to get over this hump that is the Dodgers and win a World Series. And hopefully they will do that. Hopefully they'll get over the Dodgers here. Uh, game five will be happening next Thursday. So we'll be deep into the postseason by the time we talk again. Hopefully the Braves will have already wrapped this up. That will do it for this episode of the Tomahawk Take podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TomahawkTakeFS. Make sure you check out all the written work on TomahawkTake.com, and we will talk to you next week. This non-touchy-feely NLCS preview edition of the Tomahawk Take podcast is a production of TomahawkTake.com and Fansided LLC, a subsidiary of Minute Media, Inc. The Braves NLCS roster has been announced. Chris Martin and Johan Camargo have been added. Dylan Lee and Terrence Gore were removed for this round. Opinions expressed on the show today are solely those of the participants. And while Minute Media allows us to sign all the talent we can use, and like the Braves, we do have to make hard choices come playoff time. All rights reserved. None of the musical selections used today come to you under the auspices of the Creative Commons license, so I'll just stop talking about that because... Both of the selections actually used come via rice already purchased by TomahawkTick.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today, and may all the analytics turn in the favor of the Braves this week. See you out there for the next inning. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.